tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea piping hot so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via whatsapp at 324-1612 email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com now here's your host sandy hill broadcasting live from the beautiful cayman islands Tree. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Couldn't find the audio there for a second. Happy Friday. What is going on, everybody? I'm running around today like a chicken without a head. Got a few things to do, and I'll tell you why later on in the show. Adrian, big shout out to Adrian on WhatsApp. How is everyone this morning? Let's get to it. We got a lot to talk about. Green light, red light, stop light, amber light, yellow light. It's so confusing. What is really going on? Uh, someone just messaged me and they said, good, we don't need the green light because we got enough people coming here already taking jobs from Caymanians. Let me remind you all that this um, RGB or whatever the heck they're calling it system is one directional. So it doesn't have anything to do with them coming here. They're still coming <laughs> because we have our own um, COVID protocols in place. So that's not going to stop anyone from coming in this direction. Y'all better talk to your politicians about that one. This, my friend, is about you um, traveling to certain countries and going back into the UK. So how the UK will actually treat you when you return to their soil. Mm. Very, very interesting. And of course, um, British citizens don't look like they want to do much in the way of quarantining. They want to be able to just roam free. They're having uh, flashbacks. What life was like before COVID? Well, you know, those days are kind of long gone now. So, um, yes, it is what it is. Let's see who is here with us. Buenos Diaz. We've got Ervalyn. Number one on the trigger. Good morning, lovely. Thank you, Miss Alice. Miss Jackie is here. Miss Morna, likewise, is joining us. Um, someone just said, what is green light meaning? Oh, well, you got to tune in to find out, you know. We're all about sharing information here in the program, and we're going to tell you. Rita, do you know what the green light means? Mm-hmm. Green light. It's like, remember when you were kids, did you guys ever play anything with green lights and red lights? And I don't know. I don't think that was really a game. I think I'm making that up in my head. But anyway, um, just like the stoplight system, green means go. Amber means you can go, but be cautious. There will be some restrictions in place. You got to look and be careful. And then the red light means no, 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 no go. No, no, and no. Don't do it. Um, you know, everyone is trying to come up with a feasible reopening plan. And I suppose at the end of the day, uh, we will probably copy some of what is already out there for our reopening uh, plan as well. So you basically, with this system, you're going to do it based on danger, perceived danger. Mm. So we're going to talk about that because everybody's upset that Cayman's on the red. Oh, we're on the amber. Cayman is on the amber. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? It's like, y'all need to calm down. I don't particularly <clears throat> feel 
too horrible about it. I mean, you know, all right. We're not in red. Thank God for that. But um, we're going to have a look here. I'm just bringing up my, um, my video news. <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going on all over the world. Pastors arrested still for hosting Sunday service in breach of COVID rules. It's like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we're going to get some of that uh, information here. So listen, in fact, the most interesting thing about this um, travel restrictions in the UK um, is that, you know, there was actually a country that was removed. Can you believe it? Portugal was removed from the list. And apparently a lot of people in the UK are upset about that. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Um, I guess Portugal, Portugal is a big hot spot for travelers <clears throat> and people want to go on summer vacation, right? Felicia, Indira, Rosie, Miss Rita, Buenos Dias, Milas, how are you? Larry's here, got it locked. Jennifer, Marshall, Odalis, uh, Raymond, good morning, happy Friday. Miss Anne-Marie, Buenos Dias. Constance is in England sending a blessed and safe Friday. Yes, we're going to be talking about the UK a little bit, mother country this morning. Louie in Detroit. How are you? Partly cloudy, 67 for the high. Um, nice. Celine, good morning. Juliet, morning. Elizabeth, Sue, Vernita. Carol says, why are people going abroad anyway this time of year? Still, like all the idiots in the UK going to Portugal, etc. I'm fully vaccinated and desperate to see my family, but I don't think travel this year is wise yet. And why the hell are the Olympics still going on? Oh, Carol, you just come out of the barn with so much common sense. How dare you? How dare you use so much common sense? Really? Carol, what's wrong with you? Are you president of the Common Sense Committee? I mean, seriously, Carol, I couldn't agree with you more personally, but um, I also get a little bit, well, let me turn on my backlight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll make it purple today. I do get a little bit, I guess, of why some people are um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? They're crazy. They're like, um, what do you call it? Island fever is what we would call it, but I don't know what people in the UK call it, whatever. They're just antsy. They want to go somewhere. They want to travel, but I'm kind of with Carol. I mean, as much as I enjoy traveling, my daughter has not even been to Miami. I mean, she's going to be five in August. She gets excited about going to the BRAC. Not to say there's anything wrong with the rack, <laughs> but that's not like a, you know, that's, that's a little staycation still. 
It's an extension of us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she's excited to just be able to get on a plane. I'm like, mm, let's just do it. Because at least she gets used to a plane, the idea of flying. You know, she's not going to be too scared about that part of it. And um, it's something different to see. Even if you just go look at the bluff, <laughs> it's it's a little bit different. So yes, um, I, I sympathize with people who do want to get off this rock and who probably in the UK are feeling the exact same way. They're like, I've got island fever, UK fever, London fever. I don't know what you're calling it. Some kind of fever. Get me out of here. I am ready to go. Miss mm. Sabrina, good morning. Good morning, Sharon. Gio is here. Good morning. Mr. Tony, how are you? So good to see you. Uh, Vernita, thank you. Yes, TGIF. Thank God I'm free. Hey, you spinning TGIF. Hi, Judy. Red light, green, green light. It's a real mess. Someone stands with their back to the others who run towards them. When they say green light, you stop and yes. The first one to reach wins. I, I kind of thought there was some game with red light, green light. Thank you for reminding me, Judy. I'm not so sure if I've ever played it, but it sounded familiar as a childhood game. Child, I can't remember. Miss Marva, hello. Beautiful Marva is in the flight business for those of you who don't know. She is the country manager, I think is her title for, Marva, remind me of the airline. Um, I can't remember, Delta, maybe? Good morning, Diana. Joining us from BVI. Olivia, thank you so much. James from Canada. Miss Sue. Carol is definitely right, she says. Yes. Hello, Lily Boo. What's up? Boy, Lily, I was up last night eating my little Cayman mangoes. Thank you, Miss Iva. I love you, and I love your mango tree, too. <laughs> Woo, she's got one of those mango trees. She was telling me. I went and got a whole bag of local mangoes yesterday. And she was telling me that her mango tree um, actually is like one of those grafted trees, not purposely, but she um, gets like three different types of mangoes off the same tree. That is like legit crazy. And then when I was telling my husband about that, he's like, hmm, maybe that's what we need to do for you. And I was like, eh, I don't need three mangoes, three types of mangoes, because I only eat the one local mango. So, um, you know, I'm just happy that I got a whole bag of mangoes and mm, seasoned salt, black pepper. And I only have a little toots of vinegar left. So I need to go Foster's and get me some vinegar. I was like, how did the vinegar get so low already? Because I'm really the only one out here who actually has vinegar. But you know what? Um, you know what vinegar is really good for? I mean, it works for me. One night I woke up with really bad heartburn. I hardly ever get heartburn. Like I'm not a person who's heartburn a lot. So I think when I get it, I'm like, oh my God, my heart. You always think it's your heart, right? You have heartburn. You're like, oh, is it heartburn? Or do I need to run to the a &E, the emergency room? But I was up Googling. I'm going to be the Google doctor. And uh, Google, I came across one article that said, take a little teaspoon of um, apple cider vinegar. And I was like, mm, that sounds a little weird. Apple cider vinegar is acidic. Does that really make sense? I'm like, yeah, what do I have to lose? More heartburn? 
So I ran and I tried it and lo and behold, my heartburn was gone. I was like, what? So now that's my go-to home remedy. If I have a little bout of heartburn is I just take a little teaspoon of apple cider vinegar. But as we always say on this show, prevention is better than cure. Um, Vernita says Cayman is not child or family friendly. It isn't? Why? That's news to me. Are you sure? Because I thought Cayman was like super child and family friendly, actually. Um, yes, well, I don't know. I think it's one of the friendliest places in the world for families. That's why so many people come here. Number one, it's safe, you know, by and large, you don't have to worry about people kidnapping your kids. Although we did have that little incident in West Bay that I'm still concerned about that. It looks like, um, a lot of people have forgotten about and no one seems to know why. Ah, interesting. Um, yes. So there's someone who has written a piece about why won't Boris put the Cayman Islands on the COVID green list? Well, we're going to talk about that here. Thank you so much. So, yes, thank you, Ms. Marva, for confirming she's with Delta. Um, they can travel all over the UK if they want a trip. <laughs> Miss Sue, you're ridiculous. Can I just tell you, you people are making too much sense this, this morning. <laughs> How big is the UK? I mean, I look at the UK and I think it's not as big as the US landmass, land right? But the UK is still pretty big. And I'm thinking, hmm. Uh, although I don't know, can you travel freely into Scotland or do you have restrictions going into the, the different areas like that? But you know what? I mean, I think, yeah, probably people who live in London don't take enough of a country trip. Um, so, uh, I would be like trying to get to know more of the UK. It's kind of like people who live on Grand Cayman. How many of you have ever really visited Little Cayman? Now I know it's only a one day visit. But still, you know, make it into a weekend staycation, a weekend getaway, and just relax and get to talk to some of the people there. Um, I think you can see the whole island in about half an hour. But still, let me not digress. <laughs> I think, yes, you do have to appreciate the point that Sue is making, is that you do have to appreciate uh, what you have and expand your horizons within your own territory, within your own country. But UK citizens are not having it. They're like, are you kidding me? Portugal? We want to go to Portugal. What's in, what is in Portugal? Anyway, I think it's cheap travel. Like within Europe, there's so much like awesome cheap travel that you can go and do and the beach and does the UK not have beaches? What's, what's going on in the UK? Tell me the truth. I've never been there. Um, I look at London. I think, oh, this is a busy metropolitan area. Of course, one day it's on my bucket list. I'm going to go. Uh, we've got some family there. So, you know, we want to see where they're at and whatever. And, um, you know, I want to see Buckingham Palace. And I want to be able to wave at the Queen. Hello, darling. How are you? It's Sandy from the Cayman Islands. 
Um, but I guess some people are really just thinking, you know, it's just not the same. They want a beach vacation. They want to, I don't know. Larry from New York says they have the lowest COVID rate in the U.S. right now. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> because probably a year ago they had the highest and they were like, oh, in a little bit of trouble. My, how times have changed thanks to that COVID vaccine. Darlene says the UK is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, and yet people are stressing about the sunny countries. Is that it, Darlene? Um, is it because you don't get much sun in the UK? Like, is, is it always really overcast? Uh, Ellie says here, Al uh, says that trips outside of London don't appeal to Londoners much. Really? Like country life isn't a thing? Like I said, I don't have an appreciation for it because I've actually never been to the UK. Um, I've obviously never lived there. So, you know, um, I'll have to take your word for it. But I'm wondering why isn't it appealing? Um, yeah, I don't know. So Cayman has reached 70% vaccination rate for I think the first vaccine. Um, Sue says the beaches in the South are packed. The South being London, or the South of, of the UK. Um, Louis says, I want a trip home, but I can wait. I'll stay here, take care of the garden. Thanks to CMR. I'm hardly homesick. Aw. And, uh, Darlene says, if you come further North, the seacoast is wonderful. And Carol says the UK has gorgeous countryside and lovely beaches, believe it or not. I believe it. Oh, not according to Al. She says that the beaches are a joke. Pebble Beach, dirty water. I would never swim in it. Overcrowded when it's sunny. To get a good beach, you have to drive like four hours. Oh, Lord. What a hot mess. Um, when you just said that you would never swim in it, you reminded me of when I lived in Tampa. <laughs> there were some beaches like um, St. Petersburg and stuff that I would go and visit. Um, and I had a little dog, my boyfriend, and I would take the dog and he would like run. His name was Oscar. He would run on the beach and whatever. And I would, I too would look at that water and go, mm, that water's a little too dark for me. Like, I don't know what's in it. <laughs> so I'm not really so sure. Um, Kegel, is that how you pronounce your name? Says the Cayman Islands is so beautiful. Yes, we know. Heat waves in the UK. I think somebody mentioned it was like 80 degrees or something recently, Fahrenheit. Um, yeah, I think people just want to go somewhere else, get a little stamp in their passport. Hmm. She said, yes, only certain beaches are good, but not the sea. But it's not the point of going to the beach to get in the water. Hmm. All right, let's have a look at it. Let's look at some of the changes and discuss what happened. So yesterday, the um, governor announced that there were no changes to us being removed from the Amber List. And while I'm not entirely um, surprised by that, in fact, not only was no one, no one, so we shouldn't feel too bad, no country was added to the Green List, um, Portugal was removed from the Green List. Lordy. And about 12 or 13 countries were removed from the amber list and added to the red list. Have a look at this. This is crazy. Vicky says they have lovely sandy beaches as well with crystal clear water. 
Well, I think maybe people just need to find and appreciate what they have at home, right? Just like we've all come to love Kim and Brack right now. We're like, ooh, Kim and Brack is beautiful. Um, yes, Luis says he doesn't swim in the water, eat the fish. Yes. All right, let's have a look at what is really happening in the UK, folks. Today, London was hotter than Lisbon. Welcome relief for those who didn't choose to travel to Portugal. Those who did now face uncertainty, with the government advising against holidays there. And everyone arriving back after Tuesday at 4am, now having to self-isolate for 10 days. I understand that, you know, we are all um, desperate to see the world return to normal. That can only happen through the domestic unlock first. We all look towards the 21st of June to see uh, what can be done and the data. And we simply don't want to put that at risk through these figures, uh, as we say, as we say, we've seen in Portugal, both the uh, doubling of the uh, positivity rate that we've seen, and also this mutation, uh, the so-called Nepal mutation on the uh, so-called Indian variant, which could then cause us problems down the line. That's left some British travellers currently in Portugal frustrated. You have to have a system where either it's open or it's closed. You know, I mean, there's families bringing out kids and there's people booked holidays for a long time. And things constantly change like that. And it's that constant changing of goalposts. That's the frustrating side of things. We came here because it's like, oh, we like Portugal green lifts, that's fine. So, uh, yeah, it's going to impact my work and stuff when I get back. Noel Josephides has been running this West London travel agency for 51 years. He has never been through a time as tough as this. It was pretty bad in 1974 when uh, Turkey invaded Cyprus. But this, this pandemic is never ending. It's been 15 months now. Today's announcement. Uh, Portugal is going to move from the green list to amber. Is yet another blow. Are you making any money? No. None at all. We're losing hundreds of thousands of pounds. We're taking no bookings at all. My staff are spending most of their time uh, postponing, deferring, cancelling, explaining uh, to our clients what's happening. Gatwick Airport should be packed today with half-term holidaymakers. Instead, it's almost deserted, with a tenth of the departures they'd normally expect. Bosses here call today's news bitterly disappointing, and there is anger and frustration across the industry. It's not justifiable and it's uh, irrational. The, the, the Portugal has a, a similar rate of infections as the UK, and there are many places in the UK who has much higher rates of infection, and, uh, um, and they also are tearing up and shredding their own rule book. They said that they were going to have this watch list where where country was going to go on to so people could plan accordingly, but that is not being used at all in this case. The UK's traffic light system was supposed to bring clarity. So far, it's been closer to chaos. The international travel market remains gridlocked, frozen by a lack of consumer confidence, with few now willing to take the risks of going to green countries in case they turn amber or red in the future. James was due to fly out to Portugal on Saturday but after today's announcement has cancelled his trip. It was only when we saw the news this morning uh, that it sort of, we sort of sort of dawned on us. You know, there hadn't been sort of anything leading up to it. There hadn't been anyone reporting that uh, Portugal's rates had been going up and there was in jeopardy. It was only when this announcement came today. Um, I, look, I, I, it, it's, it, it is what it is.
those tempted to take off abroad now face a stark choice. Either go last minute or don't go at all. Joe Pike, Sky News, Gatwick Airport. All right, folks. So there you have it. Um, vacationers not happy, saying that they're not even understanding this red light, green light uh, situation, and it's causing um, confusion for travelers. Did you see that empty airport? I was like, wow, that's something else. Well, here's the bottom line. Um, I think that for us, we still have to be very, very fortunate. Mm, I understand. Um, I think I understand the UK government's position. They are now at about, what did I just say, about 70% vaccinated. And at the end of the day, they're trying to keep the numbers as low as possible. Do they want to go back into an absolute lockdown? I'm pretty sure that they don't. And so this is really um, a balancing act, you know? And when we talk about how we're going to reopen our borders, which we don't know yet what is being proposed, I can assure you that it's not going to be a let's fling the doors open and invite everybody back in. It can't work that way. And regardless of what I suppose you implement, you will have to know that there will be some infections. Um, we're not going to remain COVID-free. And so that is why it is so important for people to really look closely at their options of getting vaccinated. And they're trying to get that new batch of vaccines here. I understand that, is it on the 12th? The BA flight for, no, that must be the 14th. When does BA come in on a Monday? But yes, I mean, this This is the unfortunate position that the entire world has been in. This guy, I could relate to him <clears throat> when he says that this feels like um, an ever-growing, like it's just a never-ending situation. Was 15 months? COVID is real. COVID is crazy. It's no joke. I, I still kind of look at people sideways, and I think that they're crazy when they say that, oh, COVID is a joke, or COVID was designed um, by these countries to just keep everybody home and keep everybody in check. Have you lost your good senses? Obviously, you don't have any if you're saying that sort of thing. But honestly, that makes no sense at all. Governments, businesses are failing. Governments have shut down entire industries, including the airline industry, may never be able to recover from the losses that um, they are enduring at the moment. Why would any country do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And it's just, it's just not a country. Um, it is an entire situation with every country in the world, you know? So to me, it does baffle my mind. Well, what can we do, folks? We're here for the long haul. And, um... It is what it is. You know, we've just got to be sensible about the decisions that we make. So Masu says all the BA flights from here are booked over to UK. Um, don't get it. I'm not sure about the question. So they're booked over in the UK. Well, isn't BA UK carrier as in the UK carrier? 
Um, having said that, we know that the flight, the flights here appear to be coming in relatively full. I don't think I've seen an empty BA flight yet. But really, that's because at the end of the day, even if people have to come here and quarantine for 10 days, 14 days, whatever, they're happy to do it. Because when they come out, what a sigh of relief. I've had people at my daughter's school who were part of the concierge program um, saying that it was just so nice to not have to force the kids to wear masks and to do this and do that. And it's like, they still think that Caymanians and a lot of the residents here don't appreciate the position that we are in, how incredibly fortunate we are to not have all these restrictions in place. So of course, on top of that, it's compounded by the fact that people want to vacation during COVID. I agree with Carol and Sue. I would just be focused on a staycation. And even that in countries where COVID is still very much a concern, um, you know, it, it's just, it's just that it's a risk that you are taking. Um, so the expectation going into this, according to the Financial Times, before yesterday, the expectation was that a handful of locations, mainly islands, Eric's like us, were expected to be added to the green travel list. However, um, and again, this is because the holiday industry, as they say, has been plunged into doom. However, that didn't happen. And um, ironically, Portugal was added to the green list just three weeks ago. So they just added Portugal, but they were still very much adding, uh, viewing Portugal, the situation in Portugal. And again, their primary concern that's coming out of their COVID-19 cabinet committee is that uh, the new variants that are taking over this Indian variant and Lord knows how many other variants are going to follow. But this is a particular concern and there seems to be a high number of that in Portugal. I'm guessing just because it's a vacation hotspot, right? And you've got people traveling in from all over the world. Um, but yes, you know, there are other countries uh, that remain on the red list. And like I said, a number of countries have now been added to the red list as well. Let me just pull up the little CMR article in case y'all missed it. Um, so the governor, of course, expressed his disappointment that we were not added. The thing that people don't get is adding Cayman is probably not as simple as you think because they're looking at us not as an individual country, but as a region. So the Cayman Islands is obviously in the Caribbean, and in the Caribbean, we have some pretty high numbers. Bermuda, remember what MP um, Famous was sharing with us just last week about the situation in Bermuda and how that should be a lesson to us to get vaccinated and to do all of the right things. And um, still, we remain, some of you remain very hesitant to do that. He said, listen, take it from from me, this is what he said when he was on the program, um, 
Bermuda is the example that you do not want to follow. Honestly. He said, learn from our example of what happens when you don't follow the instructions of the professionals, when you don't get vaccinated and you don't do this and you don't do that. Uh, what is coming in your direction is not going to be anything nice. Most of the people now that they have hospitalized and dying as a result of COVID are all connected to persons who have not bothered to get vaccinated. They're just like, yeah, can't be bothered. So uh, right after they had the press briefing yesterday, um, the uh, UK government, the press briefing, I'm um, just having a quick look here. The um, the announcement was made that obviously there were no changes and Cayman remains on the Amber list. And the governor issued a statement, which you'll find in their website. But like I said, uh, countries, the, the red list has been expanded to include countries like Costa Rica, Egypt, Sri Lanka, Sudan, Trinidad and Tobago. I was a little bit surprised. So there are 50 countries on the red list now. I was a little bit surprised that Trinidad and Tobago was on the red list, but I have to admit, I haven't really been following the COVID situation too closely in Trinidad. So um, let me just have a quick look, Trinidad. What's it been like there? Let me see what's going on. So they have total number of COVID cases, 7,045. That's up until, that's from May the 21st through June the 3rd. Just for that period. Mm, okay. Um, let me see what else we're looking at here. Do we have some overall numbers? So daily updates. So they had, um, Lord, total persons tested, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So this is as of yesterday at 4 p.m. Total recovered patients, 14,918. Total active cases, 9,817. They've had 537 deaths. 546 positive, new positive cases just in the last 24 hours. Wow. And total positive cases since March the 12th of 2020 is 25,272. At this time, they have 455 people in the hospital. Over 8,000 persons in isolation. Total patients in state quarantine facility, 108. And total patients in step-down facilities, I'm not quite sure what that is, 139. They have over 100,000 people that have received their first dose of the vaccine. What? Are you kidding me? But total persons fully vaccinated that have received the second dose, only 1,179. 
That's it? No wonder they're on the red list. Oh my God. Only a thousand, like 1,100 people in Trinidad and Tobago have been fully vaccinated? That has got to be a mistake. They must mean 1.1 million people. Um, you see, this is the kind of stuff that I'm sure the UK is looking at going, you know, that little special British um, side eye. I can see the prime minister now. Oh, no, 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 love. Oh, God, no. I can't allow them. Oh, they're savages. They won't get vaccinated. 1,200 people. They must stay right where they are. We can't, we can't allow you to travel there. I mean, I totally get it. What's the population size of um, Trinidad and Tobago? Why are they not getting vaccinated? You Caribbean people are starting to make me wonder. No, sir. Mm. Well, I think that in part explains some of that situation. And uh, mm, yeah, now I get why they're on the list. And you know, like I said, as a region... You kind of do get painted by these regional paintbrushes. So they're looking at us going, well, Jamaica not taking it seriously. They're out and about and all over the place having sessions and parties and dance hall, Jigamaro, whatever. Um, you know, Bermuda has their issues. I, I mean, they just clump everybody. Okay, the Caribbean doesn't quite have it together. You know, Cayman was taking their time getting vaccinated. Hmm. We'll let you sit on that amber list a little bit longer. Mm. Um, Louise says, this is the first indication that COVID is real when governments say no to making money. <laughs> I mean, you can't get much realer than that, uh, especially when they're having to doll out money to try to support people. Good morning, Wendy. How are you joining us on um, YouTube? along with 36 others, uh, a few people on YouTube today. Good morning, Miss Sue. Um, Eddie, good morning to you. Did you have to set up a new Facebook account, Eddie? What happened to your old account? Um, Sue says, overbooked from here to go to the UK. Oh, okay. Maria, good morning. Hi, Tommy. How you doing? Gabby says, have you seen all of the spring break videos on social media? The US is not learning at all. I'm certainly not surprised, uh, let me say that, by um, the laxivasional attitude that a lot of people take. Not just the U.S. I was just saying, listen, in Jamaica, every weekend is a party weekend. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, a lot of people are still not taking it seriously. And you know what is crazy about those people is that they have the death toll that you would think that they would be taking it seriously and yet, uh, do I have my necklace on backwards today? <gasps> my coat of arms is on the wrong way. Oh my gosh, I've got to fix that. Um, but yes, I, I, I remain baffled. Uh, let me just fix that really quick. That's going to bother me. A little touch of OCD there. Um, yes, so folks, believe me when I tell you that um, a lot of people are still not taking the situation seriously. And they're exposing children, the elderly and vulnerable people who cannot get vaccinated. And people kind of have this idea in their heads, well, if I get vaccinated, then it's a free for all. You still should be taking certain precautions, 
even though you're, you're fully vaccinated. So as you guys know, I've got my first shot now. Um, you know, when I'm eligible for my second one, I'm going to be getting that. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to be running all over the place. Speaking of vaccinated people, I hear, and I'm trying to get some information on this, and maybe some of you might have some insight and be able to assist me in this regard. But I understand that um, some people are starting to take advantage or have been taking advantage of the government quarantine facility. <clears throat> Caymanians, hello. Just because government will pay for it doesn't mean that you should be taking advantage of it. So you know what they're doing? They are traveling for the purposes of um, a shopping trip or a vacation, essentially. Super high risk. Um, going to Disney World and God knows where else. And then they're coming back and going to a government facility. I understand that they have one in East End that they're using. And they're making the government of the Cayman Islands, which means you and I, essentially, pay for their quarantine. Now, this got me to thinking, right? And I've sent the, the questions through to tra travel. Cayman, they're slow to respond to emails, can I tell you? And anyway, I've sent the questions through. I've got to follow up with them because I'm curious as to how many people are in the government facilities and, um, you know, what's the trend? And are they starting to vet people to say, hold on a second now, you all can't be uh, just traveling for the sake of traveling. So... I would say that what government needs to start doing is putting um, some requirements in place to stay at a government facility, including if you're traveling, it has to be proven that you're traveling for some medical or emergency purpose in order for you to come back and then have to be quarantined. Or if you're not eligible, I suppose, to quarantine at home. And some people are not. So I heard of a, a couple that went away and they went shopping and did the most and they can't quarantine at home because there's someone at home who has to go to work and can't quarantine with them. And remember now there are certain stipulations that come with home quarantine because effectively you're having to <clears throat> quarantine the entire household. Hmm. Is this a thing? Are people actually taking advantage of the um, system like this and making us the taxpayers don't lie. Don't make nobody lie to you that you're not a taxpayer. You're not a direct taxation payer, but you're paying taxes. It's called duties. Shall we call ourselves duty payers? Um, sorry, I, I keep doing something here. That's why I'm turning the camera off. Um, you know, call it whatever it is. It's still a form of taxation. And people have this idea that, oh, let the government pay for it. I love when people say that to me. And then I look at them and say, where do you think government gets money from? They don't print their own money like that, you know? When you say let government pay for it, you're essentially saying let us, the people of the Cayman Islands, pay for it. And this is true of whether you're taking advantage of the quarantine facility or if you are um, 
taken advantage of NAU. Oh, let government pay for it. Child, we are all going to pay for it for generations to come. Elizabeth says, what about Barbados? Mm, let me see what the numbers are for Barbados. Ah, uh, Barbados. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think Barbados is as bad, but let's just see. So there's still a travel advisory in place for Barbados. And Barbados mm, current funding. Okay, they don't have a Barbados integrated government. Um some of these countries could do a better job with their websites, I guess I am. They don't have the most um, ministries, state bodies, COVID travel guidelines. Can I just get COVID information? Uh, ministries. So the ministry, let's find the Ministry of Health and Wellness. Um, it's so funny that we named our Ministry of Health and Wellness because most Caribbean countries have, a, have their ministries called um, Health and Wellness. So I'm glad that that was a trend. So look, 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 you know, health.gov.bb. This is their health and wellness website, supposedly. Doesn't even work. The site can't be reached, it says. Can somebody else try it for me? Is it just my computer? Let me open up another browser. Because I've noticed that some websites, even CIG, doesn't like Google Chrome, but it will open in Firefox. Well, it ain't op- this one ain't open in Firefox either. Barbados, your health website doesn't work. Hmm, what kind of amateur stuff y'all going on with? Somebody else try that link for me. Let me see if I can find the Bayesian numbers. Um, but the health website doesn't appear to be working. Now that's a bit of a hot mess. Eh, okay, um, Barbados update, COVID update, 18 hours ago. Well, let's have a look at this. So, Barbados, they have... Um, let me see. Total cases, 4,026. Mm-hmm. Total deaths, 47. Total vaccinations, 80,392. Fully vaccinated, 60,890. So in the past... 24 hours. Well, this was updated up until June the 2nd. They had three new cases and that was out of 496 um, test results. And they have 33 people in isolation. And for that same period, no reported deaths. So in total, they have 47 deaths. Okay. Interesting. Um, they don't have a whole lot of people in, in isolation. Are they not uh, allowing people into Barbados? I don't know what their travel protocols are. Good morning, Celine. She says our country is the same. Um, Leroy, good morning. How are you? Blissful, how are you doing? Um, we're talking about this green light, red light, amber light situation. And people getting all upset that came out isn't on the green light. So um, it really helps people, I suppose, who want to come to Cayman and then return. 
to the UK. Now, we also had some persons who want to travel to the UK and come back to Cayman, but, you know, with travel restrictions in place, I'm not sure how easy that's going to be. Um, the stipend, Zambula, you ask this question every single day. I think we've answered it for you like every single day as well. Um, which press conference? There hasn't been a press conference in Cayman for a couple, like two, three weeks now. So let me repeat myself one last time, Zambula. I, I want you to pay attention now because I keep telling you the same thing and you just ain't listening to me. What's wrong with you? What do you want to know about the stipend that we're just not getting through to you with? The minister was on on Tuesday and he answered the questions. And I'm going to try to recall exactly what he said, okay? There will be an extension of the um, program. They don't know for how long yet, whether it will be three months or four months. There will be no increase in the amount because government has no money to increase the amount. Soon you all are going to be out there paying taxes to pay for this. I want you all to pay attention to me. What other question did you have exactly about the stipend? It can't continue forever. Is that the real question? At some point, you got to get back to work. At some point, we have to reopen our borders. Louis says he's never been in Facebook jail. Miss Darlene says government needs to put the brakes on non-essential travel. People are inconsiderate. Yeah, they're just using the system. They don't think before they said government has to pay for it. Buenos dias, Alba. Como estas? Estoy muy bien, gracias. Bastante bien. Irvlin, Safari opens everything. Well, not that website. Barbados, fix your website. Um, Sandy, check up on Guyana. Oh, all right. Let's see then. Good morning, um, Susan. So good to see you. UK has approved vaccine for 12 to 15 year olds. Well, I guess you know what that means for us. It's coming down the pipeline. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, you're here for the court update. We haven't done that yet, Elaine. Oh, you guys are really enjoying the, the court. So we're going to talk about, that's a good topic for today. Um, Guyana, one second. Let me see. Guyana. Guyana. Um, so in Guyana, we have COVID cases, ooh, mm -mm. over 400 deaths. Boy, let's see, Guyana, Ministry of Health. Let's see if their work website works. Oh, yes, Guyana's organized, child. And they've got the COVID dashboard right there as you open up their website. Barbados, call Guyana. Their website works, Ministry of Health. Um, so we have total number of confirmed cases in Guyana, 17,376 new cases being 119. This was updated yesterday. Number of persons in the COVID ICU is 17. Then they've got broke, broke down by gender. Um, people in institutional isolation, 103 home isolation, 1,783. Recovered 15,073, number of deaths, 400. Number of persons in institutional quarantine, only seven. Hmm. Interesting. 
and they've done 157,000 plus COVID tests to date. Now let's see in terms of vaccines, do they tell you anything? They have a 24 seven COVID hotline. They have worldwide figures, which is good. So total number of COVID cases worldwide, 171.3 million. Number of deaths worldwide, 3.7 million. Confirmed cases in America, 67.8 million. Number of deaths in America, 1.8 million. Wow, that's a lot of people. I know y'all talking foolishness about, oh, this doesn't kill any more than the flu. 1.8 million people in 15 months and you're still thinking that this is a hoax or this isn't real. I mean, that's just one country. Worldwide, 3.7 million. And do remember that that's in all likely cases under reporting because some countries were just so inundated that um, they just were like, just throw them on the pile and burn them. Like we don't even know what they died from. And they very well could have been um, COVID deaths. I like on their website, they say no to suicide. They've actually got several toll-free numbers you can call or text. You can also do a request to be called. Okay, man, we need a COVID hot, a suicide hotline. Please. Um, they don't say much about who's been vaccinated. So they have their breakdown by country to view vaccination sites by region. Oh, let me see. Oh, no. Do we have totals for vaccination? Hmm. Persons desirous of being vaccinated can pre-fill their form, which can be downloaded here. Hmm, mess with Guyana. Their form is online and you can fill it out. Wow, that's good. HSA, take a take a little page out of their playbook. This is the beauty of this stuff is we can all learn from each other, right? There is never a need to reinvent the wheel. Oh, I've got to take some antibiotics. It's 8.30. Let's take a quick um, break. Good morning, Cece. Cece, do you want to come on the show and hold down the fort for me? for a couple minutes while I go and grab um, my antibiotic tablets, which by the way, means I need to eat something because you cannot take these antibiotics on an empty stomach because they will tear your stomach to shreds, literally, okay? So um, what do I have to eat? I can do an apple. I've got some leftover pasta, mm, a bit much for breakfast. Uh, good morning, Samantha. How about the mask that you wore from vaccination? You're getting any more of those. Oh, thank you for asking. Everybody loved my What a Hot Mess mask. And I have been talking to um, my suppliers about ordering some, hopefully to get here for the anniversary party that we're going to be having at the end of the month. So I was just emailing them back and forth yesterday. And I think that we can get an order here, hopefully by then. 
So yes, um, they were just telling me about logos and colors and whatever. Yeah, so let me just see what the last message was. It says screen print, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one that you saw me wearing is a custom mask that I had here. And of course, you know, we can't afford, unfortunately, to order these in bulk here because the little guy's sitting there hand doing them. Um, so we will see about ordering them from a larger facility in the U.S. where they're not quite as expensive and we can get them here quickly, as well as the new mug order also. We're going to talk about mandatory vaccination. Looks like Cece is busy doing God knows what. Um, she just isn't ready to take over the show. So give me a minute. I already hear my stomach growling at me. Uh, but I've got to say, I'm trying to take the these, um, I was supposed to actually take it at eight o'clock. So I'm trying to take the antibiotics as much on time as possible. Thank you, my dear. Um, I thought she was listening. It appears she's not listening to me. She just logged on and then she's like, yeah, I'm going to go do something else. All right. So give me a second. Um, I will go grab my antibiotics. Oh, maybe I'll have some, some green mangoes with my antibiotics. Hmm. Not quite so sure that would be recommended, but it's still food. It's still something on the stomach, right? Eh. All right, give me a second here. Let me just see um, what I can play for you in the interim. Um, okay, let's let's play our go-to song when we have to take a little longer break than usual.
folks, I'm back. I'm back. And I got my, oh my God. Can I just show you this? Miss Iva is so wonderful. I had a few mangoes last night, but let me show you. Ugh, I have them in my little, ugh, they're actually quite heavy. L look at this. Are these not gorgeous? Now some of them, like this one is already too ripe for me. Like I feel it and it's already too soft. So this is already too ripe. I can't eat him. So she gives me enough so that I can kind of go through. Oh, this one is nice. Not ripe, so I've already washed them off. And uh, uh, this is gonna be breakfast. I'm sure it's not recommended by any nutritionist in the world <laughs> right now that I eat. They're not completely green though, you see? They're, they're turn mangoes. But I'm sure they're looking at me going, Sandy, what on earth are you doing? Why are you eating turn mangoes for breakfast with salt and pepper, no less? However, I have the belly of a Caymanian, like for real. No matter where I lived in the world, um, you know, when I used to live in Tampa, I couldn't get these mangoes. And so when I eventually came back, I had, I would go on mango binges, like literally, I was like a crackhead on, it was like, what would I call it? A mango head? I don't even know. But mangoes were like my crack for a good couple years. It was so bad that I had two dogs. Remember, I've told you probably about Oscar and Rupert. They would sit there and watch me eating these mangoes. And I was so into it that clearly they thought, wow, whatever she's eating is really good. Because she's like smacking her lips. And, mm -mm -mm -mm. and so my dogs, hear how crazy this is. They would beg me for turn mangoes and I would feed the dogs turn mangoes. They actually quite liked it. No salt and pepper for them though. But yes, child, um, I'm going to do this so that, where did I put the pill now? Let me not throw the tablet. Oh yeah, here's the tablet. So I got to take these really strong antibiotics. They do say take with food. So I'm going to put on a little bit of salt. Now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to cut down on salt. And I'm not a person who normally adds salt to my food, but mangoes, cheers. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, Darlene says I stole another one of your phrases. No, um, is that supposed to be no, sir? Now my nurses are using it as well. <laughs> Cece, you missed it. You had an opportunity to co-host while I was grabbing some mangoes. Uh, Jean Scott says that's too much acid for meds, probably. And I'm probably going to pay for this at some point with my stomach later on. But mm. it's so delicious. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Good morning, Jason. Miss Judy's here. Virginia, thank you so much. Joining us from Rotan, you have a wonderful day as well. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. This mango is delicious. Um, <laughs> Gigi's like, I want mangoes now. Ooh, it's an addiction. I'm going to be honest. And the thing is, you can't let them stay like a day because then they start to ripen really quickly on you. And then I told you guys, 
<clears throat> oh my gosh. I told you guys that I don't really eat ripe mangoes, so that's a problem. Ooh, delicious. All right, so mandatory vaccinations could be a thing if you're here in a work permit. Um, I'm not mad about it, to be honest. Uh, I saw that the Human Rights Committee issued a statement yesterday, which was like basically saying that, yeah, governments can mandate it. And, um, you know, as long as they follow certain protocols with the law, once they're mandating it, that they don't necessarily have an issue with it in principle. But you got to do it the right way. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you always have a choice. Mmm, 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 Magdalene, mango ceviche, is that a thing? <laughs> I guess that's basically what we're doing, right? We're like pickling it in some kind of fashion. But yes, child, we don't buy that kind of stuff from, although I shouldn't say that, you know, because one time I saw some, I don't know which grocery store you're referring to, but I did see some at Hurley's that were like in a different little sauce. And I thought, that looks interesting. Pickled mangoes or whatever they're calling it. And so I um I bought some and yeah, it wasn't too bad. Mmm. Um, Irvin says I should be eating a bagel. A bagel instead of mangoes. I do have some bagels, so I'm gonna think about that. Um, yeah, th this is definitely not a recommended breakfast item. I can assure you that there's probably no nutritionist in the world that would say eat mango with salt and pepper for breakfast, but I'm just trying to coat my stomach a little bit before I take this tablet. Melinda says, yes, it is. And Cayman Cabana has an amazing mango ceviche. Can't wait. Oh, hmm. Cayman Cabana does some of the most interesting things with their menu. They have like a um, a bacon that isn't really bacon. It's like coconut or something. Um, it's good. Yeah, I like how they. Um, I like how they do that. Oh my God, Magdalene! One bagel, one bagel equals four. Is that four to six or four, four slices of bread? Oh, yeah. I've heard that bagels are like the worst breakfast item you can actually eat. Um, That's legit crazy. Once in a while, I have a bagel, but I'm not like a huge bagel person. But Magdalene, I believe it. I've read this before. They say a bagel has no nutritional value whatsoever. And I guess when I do a salmon bagel... The salmon has nutritional value, so that's how I kind of justify it because it tastes really good. But I do that far and few in between because, yes, girl, I'm feeling you on that one. And that's a lot of carbs. That's carb loading, like, big time. Um, Someone says, good morning. This is on WhatsApp. I'm watching the show. I did my first vaccine, and after the first one, I noticed a week later, I saw a rash in my arm in the same area. And I had nothing like that before. Well, you know, there are some um, expected side effects. 
and um, why not? Get some information on that. Go see your physician and make sure that that's um, that you know that that's within the norm and that you're going to be okay. So the UK approves twelve to fourteen year olds. Yes, let me send that to a regional correspondent so they can get on it. So yeah, get some medical um, advice on that. I always say, um, oh, these mangoes are actually kind of juicy. All right, hold on a second here now. I don't want you guys to see me eating all my mangoes because then. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I feel like I've had the oxtail tacos or, oh no, it's the oxtail Benny. Mm. Gigi says bagels go right on your, what is that? Cheek, chichos and butt. Hmm. Okay. So that is one mango. I kind of feel like that's enough for me to take the tablet. Probably not. I'm sure they met eat more. <laughs> I really do not like having to take medicine. Um, I'm going to take out these mangoes that are a little bit too ripe for me and give them away. So, um, yeah, I'm not fond of um, having to take medicine because I always forget, first of all, I'm the worst. Like, you know, when you go to... um, Sometimes you go to certain physicians, they're like, oh, I'm going to give you this tablet. And I want you to start taking this supplement. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, mm-hmm. go ahead and subscribe it to me. Make me waste my money because I'm not going to take it. I used to go to this guy for acupuncture in Miami. I think I told you guys about him in North Miami. He was fantastic. The first acupuncturist I've ever been to gave me some relief for a tailbone injury. And I used to go to him for years until he just shut down. I didn't know where he went, what happened, but child i was doing some csi investigative work trying to find him um because he was so good i'm like surely he's reopened he's moved but i think just over the years there was just a downturn in his business i don't really know why because he was so incredibly good but anytime i'd go there you know they were always trying to sell you all of these chinese supplements now first of all i if i can't read the label i don't know what's in it and even supplements in the U.S. being an unregulated industry, uh, I think you've got to be careful because you just don't know what you're taking and what you're potentially mixing with what. But, you know, if you told them, oh, you're having issues with stress or sleeping or weight or whatever, they're like, oh, take this supplement. This will help you. And I'm like, mm, 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 mm. But sometimes I would feel bad saying no. <laughs> Can you imagine? And I would buy it. And then never use it. It would just sit here for years and then I'd throw it out at some point. So after a while, I started telling the lady, I said, listen, I have never taken a single supplement uh, that I had purchased from you. So let me stop wasting my money because they weren't cheap. I was like, let me stop wasting my money on supplements that I will never use and um, just do the acupuncture because that's what I'm here for. You know, I only take my low pressure tablet because I know I better take that. Dr. Sydney will string me up if I don't. 
And that's just recently. That's just since I had the baby, I had a little bit of that issue to deal with. And uh, other than that, I don't, I don't even like taking headache tablets or anything. You know, it's very hard for me to take a tablet. So, but when you're taking antibiotics, you know the advice. Make sure you take it on time. You finish it. Blah blah blah. So I'm doing my best today, and that's why, folks, I'm sitting here eating a turned mango. Uh, Daisy says Chicho's are the love handles. Oh, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Despite them being, well, they're turned, so they're not really green, green. They're actually juicy. And if I did um, eat a ripe mango, I would I think that these would be very good because they're so juicy, even though they're turned, you know? And good morning. She's still in quarantine. She said the mango bank is at that 1321 holiday. <laughs> now, Miss Anne... I read somewhere that someone um, was trying to bring you some food at the Holiday Inn and it was like trying to get into the vault at the White House. There's so much security involved. So I don't know if I can be bothered with that, child. Um, Thank you, Gigi. Tracy says, any update on border reopening? They're working on it, Tracy. That's all we know. Nothing specific. Apparently, the last government hadn't yet met with any industry stakeholders to talk about a plan for reopening. So that is why um, now it's going to take a minute for them to at least have the discussion. Um. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, right. So mandatory vaccinations will likely happen. Uh, I think as long as someone advises you that it's coming down the pipeline, you have a choice. You know, you can always say no. No one's forcing you to come and work in the Cayman Islands. It's certainly not slave labor. Well, it shouldn't be. Although I hear some sketchy things about some of you employers. It makes me wonder. That's why they're always advertising about they want Filipino workers. Did y'all see that again recently? Oh, we want a Filipino cleaner. Of course you do. Because, you know, you can take advantage of the poor Filipino community. And most of them are not going to um, another accent again. Are you kidding me? Mm. Um, most of them are not going to do anything about it. However, let me advise you that Filipinos are starting to speak out in this community right here in CMR or tag along Thursdays. So y'all better behave. Otherwise you're going to be featured in CMR for taking advantage of people. Oh God, Tracy. All right, let's talk about our court situation, court news. Um, and hoping the border will re-reopen direct flights to Tampa. Uh, we'll see how that goes. 
So let's talk about this young lady. Um, her name is uh, Olga. So Olga Elizabeth Smith is her name. She is charged with um, stabbing to death her baby's father, which is so incredibly unfortunate. He died. It was a stab wound to the neck. So this case has been going on since March of 2020, I think is when she actually stabbed him. And there has been a lot of back and forth with Olga, um, you know, taking a minute to then plead guilty because they had a charge of murder and she'd plead guilty to murder. And then she changed her plea and then she came back and she changed it to something else. And um, she ended up pleading to a lesser offense, which is manslaughter with provocation. Now, this is a very complex legal argument, believe it or not. I think a lot of people didn't quite get the legal arguments involved. But let me show you her picture and the young man, unfortunately, who passed away. His name is uh, Mr. Connolly, Marvin Connolly Alma. Oh, here's another name. Um, hold on. Marvin Connolly, Marvin Xavier Conley Armendarez. Yes, I think. Mm -hmm. So yesterday she um, was in court after a lot of back and forth, because at one point she had decided to change her plea and um, huh, changing her plea to not guilty. And you know, she was frustrating her, um, her legal team. So she's had a couple of different lawyers, apparently. So she was frustrating her legal team to the point where Ben Toner, now you know when Ben says, listen, I'm sick of you. Um, you probably are a special kind of person. So she was frustrating her legal team with the change of plea. And it was a very last minute, like literally on the day that she was supposed to be sentenced the last time, she jumps up and says that she wants to change her plea. Ben and his... Junior came off of record. I think they were probably like, this This girl's playing games. Like, we, we're not going to time for this. We're serious lawyers here. Mm. She was always going to jail. I don't know if in her head, jail wasn't on the table. But I can assure you, she was always going to jail. But because she pled to a lesser offense instead of murder, which obviously, you know, the, the prosecution has agreed to this plea deal, what that means now is that um, automatically the starting point the judge said was like at nine years and something, and then she gets all these reductions for her guilty plea and um, different factors, right? So the judge had a very 
well thought out and well um, considered judgment, I must say. It was quite lengthy as these judgments are. And, you know, she discussed what cases she looked at. And here's the thing. A lot of you guys don't know. Judges can't jump up and be like, okay, I'm just going to send you for seven years. Bye-bye. No, they need to provide a legal written decision. And once that decision is available, we can certainly share it with you all in case you're inclined to read it. But they have to provide reasons for their decisions, reasons and law. You know, she talked about, this was um, Justice Cheryl Richards. She talked about provocation and um, what that means and, you know, how um, provocation will play into the sentencing of an individual. So it doesn't make you get off scot-free, but it does contribute, depending on the degree of provocation, to the um, amount of time that you could potentially get in consideration for it. Now, the thing about it is, say, for example, this is just an example, you killed someone who had been abusive to you, but you did it the day after they beat you or something like that, you can't really um, get a huge discount for provocation because there's been some time that passed between the incident. So that works against you. And if you had an opportunity to do something else, like, you know, you could, not like they had you tied up, you could actually go to the authorities, you could go to the police, you could, you know, call the, the abuse hotline. All of these things will be looked at. So they did have an argument um, at some point in the day, this couple, and then they were said to have been out at the bar um, drinking and that sort of thing uh, throughout the day. So they were both well sauced up by the time that this incident happened. Then they both went home. He lived in her house in Northside. And uh, I think she's quite a bit older than him as well, or a little bit older than him anyway. And, you know, it talked about how they were always fighting and fussing. So, of course, his family says, listen, and this is always the case. The dead person is always the angel. Well, they're not always an angel. And sometimes there's some degree of issues that the couples would have had. This particular couple were a hot mess. They had a lot of issues. They were always fighting and fussing. Um, she had bruises. He had bruises. The court went through all of this in, in wide detail. And they were talking about the fact that this was a very tumultuous relationship. You know? And it's sad that as tumultuous as this relationship was, no one left the relationship. And the takeaway from this, if you're a young person listening to this right now, the takeaway from this, folks, is these types of relationships never end well. Understand what I'm saying? You're either going to end up dead or seriously hurt, or the other person's going to end up dead or seriously hurt, or you're just going to waste years of your life back and forth over this sort of thing. And it, it just doesn't, you know, someone said to me yesterday, um, well, when you tell a victim to just leave, that sounds easy, but that means that we don't understand. We understand how difficult it is for victims to leave. We also know, factually speaking, that this young lady appears to be drawn 
to tumultuous relationships. So this isn't the first relationship that she has been in that she says is abusive. So she needs to get help for herself so that she stays away from this type of thing. Uh, Maybe it's the younger man syndrome, you know, going after these young guys who haven't grown up. Um, Or you like the bad boy. I I don't know what the attraction is because... I mean, I don't know. She she obviously has some issues um, and she needs some help. So, you know, the court heard all of that in her social inquiry report. She would have talked about all of her issues. And the, the point of the social inquiry report is to lessen or to humanize the defendant so that you get to know about their life and how they grew up and the type of person that they are and all this kind of stuff. So it always comes across, you know, her friends say that she's a glowing person because She will then give references for the purposes of the social inquiry report where people will say, yeah, this is, this is the person that I know, but none of us know the full person, if you know what I mean. Right. So, um, unfortunately in her personal relationships, I mean, maybe she's a great friend to have as a girlfriend, like not a girlfriend, like romantic, just as a friend. But clearly in her personal relationships, it is very tumultuous. Fighting and cussing and going on and she's beating him up and he's beating her up and bruises and whatever. And so that was the kind of relationship that they had. And it ended tragically. After a day of fighting, broken furniture, broken doors, The knife was found in the bathroom. And uh, was it the bathroom or the bedroom? Anyway, she stabbed him to death is the point. Right in the neck. You know, it hit that, uh, the, the vein, I guess, in the neck, that major artery. And that was the end of it. Now, apparently she, based on the medical evidence, did not get help for him immediately. It may have saved his life and it may not have saved his life. I guess no one will never know depending on how quickly the ambulance had gotten there. Um, But yeah, she didn't, she didn't get him any medical assistance until it was too late. Then she ran to the neighbors and basically said, Oh, I've stabbed. No, she said someone has been stabbed. And when the authorities were called, she told the EMT um, because I guess her brain was trying to pull a fast one that um, he had stabbed himself. And so suggesting that it was suicide, it was a self-inflicted wound. Well, she's a little bit stupid to try that. That excuse didn't last long because then the police who were processing the scene are looking at it going, um, mm, hmm. that doesn't look very good. Because we see broken furniture, we see, um, you know, all this other stuff that's going on here, broken doors and all sorts of stuff. Looks like you guys had a fight. Somebody was up in here fighting. Hmm. I mean, who knows when the broken doors are from? Maybe it wasn't from that day. I don't know. But they were always fighting. 
And in fact, the court talked about how they had something like, um, oh God, 16 calls, um, call outs where they were like calling the authorities out to come and um, get some assistance. And so, I mean, it's just a hot mess. Like, really? Ah, so unfortunate. Um, so this young man's life is taken. Of course, his family is like, she's a murderer. She's horrible. She's this, she's that. Well, you can certainly understand and sympathize with their position and their pain has to be, oh my God, unbelievable. Um, so yes, it's, it's a lot to take in during the hearing yesterday. I was very saddened. I think that might be his brother that was there listening to the proceedings. And when the judge started reading the part about how he died, like the, a little bit about what was in the medical report in that particular wound, um, that young man left the courthouse. He started crying and he couldn't, he couldn't sit there and listen to the rest of that. And I thought, wow, so many lives have been destroyed because of this, her life, obviously the life of, um, her daughter, because now she has a child for this man. Can you imagine that conversation that she's going to have with her daughter someday that you killed my dad? It's like, what? How does that? Uh, I can't even imagine. Because one day that little child is going to say, Mommy, I'm in school with all these other kids. Everybody else has a dad. Because this is what kids do. Where's my dad? And then you're going to go, uh, he's dead. He's dead? How? Hmm. I killed him. My God. I don't even know. And now she's off to jail for seven years. Say she serves five and a half years. Because she has to do 60%. Mm. She's actually going to get a further reduction. Because apparently they have to count the time that she was in quarantine. Wearing her ankle bracelet. And basically in prison at home, which I didn't think that any of that counted, but they have to calculate that. So there'll be a further reduction based on those numbers. Nonetheless, her daughter, who was an infant right now, I think she's born in November, is going to grow up the first five years of her life with her mother in jail. I was thinking about this yesterday. Who do you think will have custody of the baby? Do you think her family will keep the baby? Will his family fight for custody of the baby? Um, and if they take the baby, either family, will they allow the baby to go and visit her in prison so that the child gets to know who her mother is? Okay, November... December, January, February, March, April, May, June. So the child is seven months. Even a seven-month-old child will have some concept of mommy already. 
And so that child could very well be asking, I mean, it might not be deeply ingrained, but that child is still going to be asking, mama, maybe she's starting to talk a little bit, maybe not at seven months, but you know, she's like, where's this familiar face that has been here? Where's my mama, dada? Neither one are going to be around for a minute. Well, the father will never be around. It's sad. It is very, very sad, folks. I tell you, I um, felt bad for all the parties involved, except for her, and I'm going to tell you why. So when we were live streaming her departure um, to prison, she was getting in of the prison vehicle. Um, in case you missed it, go look on the Facebook feed and you'll see that we were there live streaming. And as she got into the vehicle, and I don't think that you guys could see it very well, but trust me, I could see it. She actually made this like face at us that was kind of like a, a half smile, but it was like a full tooth. I, I don't, oh God, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just weird. And either there's something psychologically wrong with this girl or she's just an evil person with no real remorse because listen to me, if I had taken someone's life, even if they were abusive to me and I felt like, okay, this was justifiable homicide or something and I'm being hauled off to jail, to me, that isn't a moment that I'm going to find amusing funny or anything that I'm going to be making a joke about. I'm going to be like, I'm being separated from my family, my daughter. She didn't cry. She didn't shed a single tear. When she got out in the hallway and family were hugging her and they were crying. I don't know, to be honest, because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to intrude. I don't know um, if at that particular point she started um, to cry or not. Maybe because maybe it started to sink in. I don't really know. So we have Lucia who's here talking about we too busybody with all this profanity. Ugh, Lucia, poor you. You are related to um, Olga Howe. Let us know how you're related. Her sister, her cousin, how are you related? This isn't about us being busybodied. Um, this is about us discussing what happens in this community. And whatever your relationship is to Olga, if you guys have not recognized that Olga has changed the lives of many people, not just her own life and not just her family, but the lives of this young man, he's lost his life, the life of the child and the life of his parents, his sister. I think that that was his sister. I'm not sure that was crying uncontrollably in court yesterday as well as they um, continued talking about how he died. Um, first of all, it's court and it's for us to, to, to discuss in the community. Second of all, the ultimate goal is to try to prevent things like this from happening. So Lucia Salgado, I don't know where you are, where you're from in the world, but maybe where you're from in the world, nobody um, cares about these things as social issues. So nobody cares to stop the next victim and the next situation from this, um, like this from happening. And so maybe you grew up with that type of mentality where 
you know, it's okay to go around stabbing people and killing people for whatever. It says here that you live in Guanaja. Okay, mamacita from Guanaja. Um, just looking at your profile pictures and stuff here, Chum, please. You need to take several seats and start wearing some clothes. But despite that, here in the Cayman Islands, um, we do care about people's lives. And we do our best to try to keep people alive in this country. And if that means having a discussion about why people should walk away in the circumstances, um, then, you know, it is what it is. So, of course, in Guanaja, you probably have a very different approach in the Bay Islands. Uh, we get a lot of videos and stuff in the Bay Islands from all sorts of violence and lives being taken and it's just another day. No big deal. It isn't here in the Cayman Islands, in case you don't know. Maybe maybe you've never visited the Cayman Islands before. I don't know. But this sort of thing is um, shocking to happen in our community. Was this the only murder that we had last year? I'm trying to remember. Because we were in lockdown, so I don't feel like we had very many uh, in 2020. So this is right before lockdown. I think this was the, was this the only murder that we had last year? I think it might've been. Very, very sad situation. So, um, I, uh, I just feel very, very sad about the whole thing. And of course she will, like I said, now spend some time um, in jail. Uh, there are people who are of the opinion that seven years is not enough time and that she should have gotten more time. I can sympathize with the position as well because there are people who literally have never killed anyone that have gotten more than seven years. People caught with a firearm get an automatic 10 years or seven years if they plead guilty. Sometimes people get caught with drugs and trying to um, sell drugs and they go to jail for a lot longer than seven years. So um, it's sad. Um, our friend here says she needs to know how to spell. Uh, Mariah says, rest in peace, Marvincito. Jasara, know the young man at the right at the nightclub who got stabbed. Oh, yes. Oh, look, Lucia is still here. And by the way, I wear what I want, so you don't have to tell me. Yes, honey, it's it's obvious that you wear what you want. We can see that. It's very obvious, Lucia, that you can wear what you want and you can do what you want. This is a free world, and that's why you coming in a program telling me what to do in my program is most ironic. Okay? Because you wouldn't want me to start dropping some Spanish words on you. I'm going to behave myself because I know you ain't got no sense, whoever you are. Poor you. Nobody wants to visit Guanaja. Seriously? What, what do I want to visit Guanaja for? To come and visit you, Lucia, because you're the queen of Guanaja. Ugh. You see the ignorance that we have to deal with here, folks? And, and this is why, honestly... And I'm going to say this to people like you, Lucia, and I want you to listen to me very carefully. Okay? Tu hablas English? Entiendes? 
Okay. Escúchame. Because what I'm going to say, I'm going to say it very plainly in English. We have to start being very careful the caliber of people that uh, we allow into this country. Now, Lucia, I don't know you, but based on what you're coming on this program and you're saying, um, <laughs> okay, um, you know, even Olga, the things that people say about um, the caliber person that she is, I wonder to myself, why don't we just let any and everybody into this country? Do we not realize the implications of doing that? And I'm not taking up for this young man, certainly in what he may have been doing to her, um, because there's a lot of young men who are out there beating women. I know she still get blocked, child. Make her sit down. Um, and what else they're doing? But I mean, it does occur to me, and um, you know, I, I don't know if we don't start to think about some of what we import, we got enough of our own. But I do think that we need to start putting some processes in place where we don't bring in all the riffraff. And it seems to me that we are a little bit too happy importing riffraff from Honduras, Jamaica, the USA, Canada, the UK, the Philippines, it doesn't matter where they're from. We're not attracting the caliber of people for such a small country. Are you listening, Lucia? Entiendes? We're not attracting the caliber of people that we should be to our shores. And so what we end up happening, what we're doing is we are importing people who are used to violence, used to this gang life right? Um, used to the most, you know, they come from certain areas in their own country where uh, none of us in our right minds would ever go. But yet we welcome them here. Remember when we were talking about marriages of convenience the other day? Our own men and women go and pick them up out of nowhere, literally, bring them to Cayman and allow them to remain here in this country. And they're all about the, the worst kind of lifestyle ever. So when I talk about trying to raise the bar and raise their expectations a little bit, if you're insulted by that, um, that means that you're probably someone who falls into that category. And I, I make no apologies for this statement. There's nothing wrong with being selective about the people that you want in your country. Olga, from all appearances, is not the type of person that we should have ever allowed into Cayman. Sometimes you don't know. And sometimes there are clear signs. Remember the young lady who came here and caused one of her own Caymanians to take his own life? Another woman from Honduras who's like a gang member, a puta, whatever you want to call her, and all its other foolishness? It's like, where do we get the, you know, we just allow them in, came here with a fake, fake ID, fake passport, fake marriage, all this kind of stuff. They come here with all the fake papers just because they got the booty shaking, all the fake booty bits and, and top bits and everything else. And, you know, some of our people go Google Gaga over them. 
we allow them in and then they start to wreak havoc. Everybody was asking me yesterday, is Olga going to get deported? And I'm like, you do understand she's a Caymanian child. So the, the judge made no comment about a deportation order. But even if she had, now you have this issue of, well, Olga has a Caymanian child. She has a right to blah, blah, blah. Y'all better be glad that I don't drink more than water because this is the cold hard truth. And as a society, I sit and think about this often. And we allow people to come here and do all sorts of activities, everything from, you know, breaking up homes to God knows whatever else. And we sit down and think that, oops, oh my gosh, that was the wrong thing there. We allow them to think that we are okay with this behavior. So Lucia, I'm speaking to you now, young lady, since you say you're a lady. Questionable, but if you say so. I don't know you, and I'm going to try to give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, you don't come on this program with your potty mouth. If I want to have a potty mouth show, I will inform you of the day that we're going to be doing that. And then as the host of the program, since it's my show, um, I get to pop off first, not you, honey boo-boo child. Okay? So you stay in your little lane in Guanaja. And you pop off there because I'm pretty sure you know what the consequences are of popping off in that country. You do what you got to do over there. You stay in Honduras. Don't worry. I'm not coming over there. You're not going to worry about that. <sighs> Y'all not easy enough. Um, Louis says, keep the cold hard truth show going. The farmer till the soil for a reason. It brings up all kind of stuff, but the results are amazing. They always come here and breed and use that as an excuse, but outdoing their little effery. Mm -mm. We have enough of our own skeletons, yet we keep importing uh, more and calling it progress. At least we're in our own country, not another man's country. Chill. Hi, Miss Donna. How are you? Miss Ann says, tell it like it is, Sandy. Lucia says, I'm not worrying, lady. Nobody are popping off. You don't even know what that means, obviously. Honey boo boo Jill. Good morning, Atlas. Hello, Alice. Alice says, we've just dropped a couple bombs on you, Lucia. Um, here's the thing, Lucia. You can defend your friend or family member. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing you're related because I think Olga's from Guanaja as well. If you can't see the dangers and the social ills that have been created, even with this one situation, the number of lives that have been destroyed because Olga simply couldn't walk away, couldn't just put the knife down or whatever the situation was. She claims that he head-butted her earlier in the day. Well, she still had a choice. She could call the police, just like she did the 16 plus times before. Um, yesterday, the interesting thing is her defense attorney brought up the fact that he was on bail for some gun offense where he had gotten, he was in a car with a friend and the friend had an unlicensed firearm in the car. He took the gun and went and posed, some, posed with some photos on it 
And then at some point the police had access to um, his phone. And so they found him guilty of taking this gun and having, you know, being stupid enough really to take photos with it. So he was on bail for that. So of course, Olga was trying everything in her power to make him look like he was the worst person in the world. And I'm not saying that, I don't know, Marvin, I'm not saying that he was an angel. That's not for me to say. Obviously um, he was doing stuff and he was, you know, getting in trouble kind of in and out of court, all kind of foolishness, but he was on bail for this offense. And um, they said that when she entered into the relationship with him, you know, she obviously knew about this offense. They'd been together for three years. And in fact, she was back and forth in court with him. Someone actually told me yesterday that the Friday before the stabbing, she was in court with him. I'm just like, this This is what you call dysfunctional relationships, people. Now, no, I, I know some of y'all like the dysfunctional relationships and you think that's normal because that's how you grew up, but it's not normal. Get yourself some professional help. So now in court yesterday, she was trying to use that at the last minute to say, oh, he's a da super dangerous person. And he's clearly a person who had access to a gun if he wanted to, or his friends had access to guns. It was a bit of a stretch. And the judge said, yeah, that's um, going a bit far. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Um, so that didn't really help her argument, but it was interesting that she tried to bring it up in any event. You walked into the relationship knowing that this kid was probably a little badass and a troubled kid. You're a big woman. How, how old is Olga? I can't even remember. But he was only 27. I think she's probably closer to 40. So what are you, what are you messing around with a 27-year-old boy for? And he, you're letting him run the show? So Alma says, Lucia, chill out. Don't come and make Granaja look bad. Most people from Granaja are Caymanian descendants. Um, Ms. Darlene says our own people put them on a throne and treat them like royals and treat our own Caymanians like S-H-I-T. Jasara says she knew what she was doing. Uh, Kenya says Granaja is not a bad place. So Lucia, stop making it sound bad, please. And thank you. And we all know if you kill in Honduras, uh, they don't play to send you to a big jail. So it's not, so it's you, not Guanaja. So it's not making it seem like a bad place. Most places in the world, when you kill um, someone, you're going to jail or worse, uh, you'll be executed or whatever. Um, it's just, you know, these are the consequences of actions. I, I don't know why people are upset that she's gone to jail. What, what else did they think was going to happen? They were going to throw a party for her? Give her a cake. Oh, thank you for killing this young man. Now you're going to get to keep your freedom. So I think she's fortunate that the crown agreed to a manslaughter with provocation deal and that she uh, is only getting seven years in a month, which like I said, she won't serve anywhere near that. Mm. Julie says too late for that friend. We already have all kinds here in hiding. Uh, scammers, murderers, thieves, and predators. Such a sad situation. Um, Atlas says, give you more time for COVID breach. Mm, Atlas, I'm missing that one. But anyway, that was what the big news was in court yesterday. I think it's 
very, very unfortunate that um, this has happened. And like I said, I hope that some people, we'll see it doesn't look like she's one of them, but hopefully some people will um, learn from this situation and will be in a position to make some, some better decisions. There are probably some young people out there right now looking at this case and maybe they're dating a young man or young woman that is very tumultuous, loves the arguing, the fighting and the fussing and whatever. Leave those people alone. Those people are not no good. The second you get into a relationship like that, run as fast as you can. You see what they're like, run. Don't walk out of the relationship. Put on your speed running shoes and get out of there like Bolt running for gold. Because it will not be a relationship that you will look back on and say that this was worth my time, energy, or anything of the sort. That's the lesson here. That's the takeaway. No one is trying to hate on Olga, but I must tell you her, um, what she did in the video yesterday is very inappropriate. And I think it speaks more to her mentality than anything else. She'll have fun up in jail with that kind of mentality. She most certainly will. What a mess. Those girls will have a little welcome party for her later on in jail. They can bake her a cake um, and welcome her to Fairbanks. She'll get settled in. There was nothing funny about what transpired yesterday and I didn't find her um, expressions getting into the police car to be amusing. In fact, I think it was downright insulting. And I wondered if she has even bothered to apologize to this young man's family. You're going to be raising their granddaughter, their niece, and so on, right? After having taken the life of their son. And at some point, this child might actually want to get to know her family, the other side of her family. And I can't wonder, I can't help but wonder if, you know, what that relationship will be in years to come. And if you can, as the mother of this child, help to now facilitate that situation, the building of bridges instead of the continual tearing down of bridges. Because there's no doubt that really and truly um, what has happened here has destroyed many lives. That's, that's the truth. Cece says they should give her more time after viewing the footage she came in. Um, she come in like the devil's spawn. Well, the verdict has been handed down and I can only hope that um, maybe she begins to have some sense of remorse about what has happened. I didn't get that yesterday, but that's just me.
as a third party sitting there watching what was transpiring. Atlas says Cayman prisoners are so well kept. It's not even real punishment in my opinion. So everyone upset that she was locked away from murder. It needs to simmer down. Yeah, it's definitely not the worst place in the world. That's for sure. Um, you know, she's not going to have the worst life ever. Trust me. She'll be all right. Anyway, folks, that is our program for the day. Um, oh, Lucia, we should thank you for tuning in all the way from Guanaja. Looks like this is probably your first time um, tuning into the program. We trust that you enjoyed it and that you'll be back. Maybe there'll be some other issues of things happening in the Cayman Islands that might interest you. Louis says Hitler said to take a country and disarm the people. Thank you, Sandy, for not allowing the Cayman Islands to be disarmed by being a voice for the people. Thank you so much. Because you arm people with information. Um, Jess says by the looks of it, she was gloating over not getting a longer time than she did. Unbelievable. But, you know, um, she she might think five years is a short time and and six, seven years that she actually got. It might be a short time um, for taking someone's life. But what I would say is that um, it's going to be a long time for her freedom to be taken away. So I think that, um, you know, she can pretend that she's going to be okay. But if, if she's even half a mother, if she's even someone that remotely cares about her child, being away from that child for even a month is torture, much less seven years um, with her 60% reduction. It'd be more like five years, but still, um, I do believe that, that she will feel it. She might not want to show it because she wants to pretend like she's a badass and whatever. Good for her. And I do think that they needed to consider deportation order as well. Larry, thank you. You have a wonderful uh, week. And Leroy, thank you as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the program. Um, 211 of you still hanging tight with me. I appreciate that. Big shout out to our YouTubers. And of course, everyone always tuned in on Facebook. We're doing a little mini staycation this weekend, folks, going to the BRAC. Um, so I'll be seeing you BRACers. Look out for me. And um, yeah, so I got to go pack a quick little suitcase. I got to throw everything in there right now because then I've got to hit the road. I've got a few errands to run today. There's a very interesting case that I'm bringing to you guys that we'll have to discuss next week um, about <laughs> Julie. There's an interesting case um, about a child theft. Someone... Two people in the Cayman Islands are being charged with stealing a child. Wow. Again, the riffraff that we're importing are stealing people's children. You guys are not going to believe this one. Stay tuned. Maybe Monday or Tuesday, we can get into that one. Crazy as it gets. You guys have a safe and beautiful weekend. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Please be safe when you're out and about on the roadways. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. 
Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 